Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Check it out. What's good, everybody? Happy post-Thanksgiving. Whatever you were doing last week, hope you enjoyed it. This is Jason Jones. This is the Ruler of the Court podcast. We're going to talk Sacramento Kings. We're going to talk hip-hop and whatever else comes to my mind. Checking in with you on a Tuesday. uh, Leading into the Kings game against the Indiana Pacers. A.K.A. the return of Tyrese Halliburton. And I guess to a lesser extent for a lot of you, Buddy Heald, even though Buddy is the Sacramento Kings all-time leader in three-point makes, you know, some of y'all just don't like Buddy. It is what it is. But this is, again, Jason Jones. This is the Ruler of the Court podcast, and this is the Basketball Podcast Network bringing you this episode. And before I get started, I want to go ahead go ahead, roll on in to what I want to talk about with the Kings. And excuse me if I still sound a little weird with this Invisalign in my mouth. I got, what, 22 more weeks to go. But apparently when I'm done, I'm going to have a fancy smile. And then I'll be I'll be on all my appearances on TV or whatever I do. Just smiling for no apparent reason because I'm going to be like a toothpaste model after I'm done with this. But I digress. Let's jump into the Kings. Coming off of three straight losses. Uh, a loss at Atlanta. A loss at Boston and a loss Monday night to Phoenix. Question becomes, uh, is there a reason to panic? On the surface to me, no. The Kings still set at 10 and 9. Though right around 500. I think if you would have come into this year and said, okay, you'll be 10 and and 9 after 19 games. With a chance to be two games above 500 through 20. Most folks would have said, hmm, that don't sound too bad. But there's a few things to remember as to why the Kings are 10 to 9. I'm going to harp on this till it gets better. Let's put it like that. I'm just going to say that. Hold on a second. I'm going to take a sip of my beverage. It's not an alcoholic tonight. I'm not on my shit tonight. That was last week. I was on my uh, on my whiskey vibe. But I'm going to harp on this until, I don't know what, till the bean fades out. Uh, defense, 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 defense. You just can't keep on giving up 120-something points every other night. Just can't, but it is what it is, you know. I guess this is how it's going to be most of the year. So, But I'm always going to remind you probably at least once an episode that the defense is shitty when it's shitty. And 
that being said, the Kings still made some plays against Phoenix late to get that game close, but you can't get teams out that you can't just keep letting teams score like that. But they ran into a couple they ran into some buzz saws during this losing streak. You ran into Trey Young, you ran into Jason Tatum, and you ran into Devin Booker. So when you're a team that struggles on defense, guys like that are gonna get theirs and a lot of times it's gonna be a problem. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with Tyrese and Buddy and those guys. They're going to try to get theirs for sure. But here's the thing to also remember about this Kings team. Their point differential on the year is 1.6. Plus 1.6. So they're going to be in a lot of close games with the way they play. And they've won some of these close games. They've obviously lost some. Obviously a couple of plays, a couple of games, some some bad officiating, some missed calls went the other way, but they're going to be in these tight games. And to, when usually your your point differential is around there, it's no surprise that you're around 500. So I'm not going to panic about that. But if there is something to panic about with the Kings, it's this. It's kind of this hot and cold thing they got going. Lose four in a row, win seven in a row, lose three in a row. They win and lose in bunches this season. And I guess, you know, things will all even out at some point. But it's just not, I mean, like I said, it's early in the year. but And they kind of have evened out with the Kings being at 10 and 9. But what concerns me is just, like I said, the up and down, up and down. But let me back up. That concerns me. But then again, it doesn't for this reason. At At least in this losing streak. Actually, both of them, the one, the four-game losing streak to start the year and this current losing streak, when I look at who they've lost to, there isn't really a loss where I go, wow, how the hell did they lose that game? Are you kidding me? What the hell? I mean, losing the second night of a back-to-back in Atlanta with Trey Young going off, mm, can't really be like, oh, damn, what's wrong with them? And then when they go to Boston... They ran into what championship-level defense looks like. They went cold offensively, and Boston did what they do. Boston put the clamps down, then Boston became a buzzsaw and ran right through them. I really can't say that. I Before the trip, I said I predicted they would go one and two. So I really can't knock them for losing those two games. And then Phoenix comes in. They're on a five-game winning streak, and... Devin Booker is just a problem. I mean, and the Kings don't really have a guy to match up with him. So that's going to be an issue. Yeah, that was going to be an issue. And then they also have DeAndre Ayton playing well. So so those are two you know big-time talents that are going to give you problems no matter what. And then, like I said, defensively, the matchup with Booker is tough as it is. You know, Davion Mitchell's too small. De'Aaron Fox is too small. I don't think you try Harrison Barnes. I don't think you want Harrison out there in the perimeter with the, with a two guard that quick. Kevin Hurdle will give it a try. You know, Terrence Davis might be too small. Malik Monk is not known for defense. You don't have a matchup for a guy like that. So it's going to be a long night when they whenever they probably whenever they see Phoenix. Just because they don't have a guy who can you can match up with those dominant two you know two guards similar to what Paul George did to him. You know, a dominant wing player like that. You know, if you're asking Harrison to guard anyone, everyone, that's a problem. 
And again, the Kings backcourt overall is kind of too small to deal with guys like that. So even though I've been a big-ass contradiction tonight and said I wasn't concerned and expressed concern, I think overall you have no reason to be too worried at this point with the Kings because at 10-9, and they're in a good spot. They've shown they can play at a high level. There's going to be you know spurts during the year. Now, if this winning, this loser gets to like five, six, seven, eight games, it might be a little bit more reason for concern. But right now, I would not be too worried. So, what I want to do now is, before I hit the commercial break type situation, I want to talk a little bit about Wednesday's game, Tyrese Halliburton back in town, and just make a couple of points about this game. Uh I say this facetiously, but I know some people are probably thinking this. The winner of this game did not win the trade. And I repeat, the winner of this game did not win the trade. Let's not go out there jumping to crazy conclusions like if Indiana wins the game. Oh, my God, they shouldn't. You know, they had to trade. I mean, as I look back at it, they had to trade Tyrese. No, they didn't want to. I know people didn't like it, but. You're not getting this version of De'Aaron Fox if Tyrese Halliburton is still on the team. And Tyrese has actually flourished in Indiana. He's looking like an all-star type player. You don't get that in Sacramento. The the the, the fit just wasn't going to work long term. And there's no there's no there's no fault in that. But it just wasn't going to work. Not at the level that both of these guys are playing at, because they're both primary ball handlers. And when you got two of those type guys, I mean, they basically play the same position. They're both point guards, so <laughs> it just it you know it just wasn't going to work. I didn't think long term. And if you look at last season, Tyrese played his best games with the Kings when De'Aaron was out, and you weren't going to keep De'Aaron out all season. To let Tyrese flourish. You'd already given De'Aaron Fox a max contract. I shouldn't say given. You signed him to he earned it. You know, I'm not gonna say they gave it to him because I just don't like the way that sounds. You say you gave somebody a, their their salary like as if he didn't you know put in any work. But De'Aaron signed to a max deal. De'Aaron's the priority. Plain and simple. And then you're able to flip Tyrese Halliburton to get a player like DeMontis Sabonis, who's a good compliment for De'Aaron. So, we'll see who won the trade. I'm, I'm kidding. We're not going to see who won the trade tomorrow night. But it's going to be cool to see Tyrese back in town. I'm I'm 99% sure he'll get a warm reception. And even from people who have, who have said they don't like his comments about how he felt about being traded from SAC in some of his interviews, I can't be mad at him for being disappointed that he was traded. Just can't, you know... It's not like he's going around just you know crying all the time, but things like it seems like every time Tyrese does an interview, someone asks him about how he felt about the trade because they want to get their soundbite of him talking about the trade, and then people locally get all up in arms about why won't Tyrese stop talking about us? I don't think it's that big of a deal. So do what you guys do what you do, Kings fans. Make sure you give Tyrese a warm welcome. Please, you know, please, you know. Show the man some love. And 
what I'm going to do with the hip hop portion is I'm actually going to give uh, some love, give give you some Tyrese Halliburton songs, you know, five songs, I think, that are appropriate to welcome him back to California. But before I do that, I want to give you this message from DraftKings because you know what's going on. The NBA season is heating up and there are still so many unknowns. Like, who's going to have more assists uh, Wednesday night? De'Aaron Fox or Tyree Talliburton? I'm, you know, who knows? Or who's going to be in the finals? I have no idea right now. But I'm going to make a bold prediction now. I'm going to predict one team that has looked not good all the time will make the playoffs. I'm going to say the Lakers are going to get in. That's my bold prediction right now. I know you were all shocked I would say that, but... That's my bold prediction. <laughs> but when I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New, com- new customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game. You get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to to win big. And like I said, there's a lot you can do with this one right here. Who's going to have the most uh, assist on Wednesday night? No, De'Aaron Tyrese. What's going to be the total number of assists? You've got a lot of stuff you can do. And I think with the Kings... Total number of points is always going to be fun because you never know when they might drop 150 again. But here's what you got to do now. You got to download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, let's get back to the show. Da-da-da. Okay, everyone. Time to talk about music. And like I said, we're gonna, I'm going to give you five songs that I think are appropriate to welcome Tyrese back. And tell you why I like these songs. And maybe if it inspires you to go onto your uh, digital streaming service and and... You know, find some stuff to listen to. I've done my job, even if you listen to one of these songs. So, I don't have a drum roll here, but I'm going to count down five to one my songs to where I say we can welcome Tyree Talliburton back. Number five, I'm going back to Cali, the notorious B.I.G. And, duh, he's coming back to California. Well, he's already in California, but you know, you get the drift, you know. And... This is probably one of my more fun Biggie songs before he died, because it was kind of it was kind of it, it, it take you back to 1997 when this came out. This is kind of a this was a pretty bold song for Biggie to make and put out, even though the 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 tone of the song is not aggressive. It's not a you know a diss song, but that's at the height of the the either high too hyped overhyped or media invented East vs West feud. So for him to be like, I'm going back to, I'm coming, I'm going back to Cali, you know, it was, you know, 
It was basically him saying, I'm that dude and I'm not backing down from nobody. But he did it in a cool way. So that's my, you know, and as Tyrese returns, you know, to Sacramento, you know, he's going back to Cali, Cali, you know, and instead of having, you know, Puffy on the boat with him for the, you know, you know, hanging out with him, he's got, you know, a bunch of young talent and Buddy Hill rolling back with him. So there you got it. Number four. LL Cool J, I'm going back to Cali. The much more laid back version of this song, the original version. And, you know, just a classic, a classic LL song, in my opinion. No, I'm going back to Cali. You know, she said she likes the ocean. You know, it was just a cool, it's a cool ass song, you know. Biggie's version gets you real hyped. I think it's more of a party on the dance floor. Uh, the LL version, you sit back, you relax, maybe you uh, light up your favorite cigar, maybe you sip your favorite adult beverage, and you kind of vibe to this version. You know, it's not gonna, it's not that amped up Biggie version. It's a real cool laid back song, and I realize that I'm a lot older than a lot of other fans now at this point. I'm not like I'm in my mid 40s, so these were like song. This song here was a song I listened to as a kid, so. There's probably a demographic listening to this who doesn't know LL Cool J as a rapper probably at all. Probably know him as an actor and have no idea the impact he had on hip-hop. So, go back, listen to some old LL Cool J. Go back and listen to stuff from radio, Walking Like a Panther, all that stuff. You know, Mama Said Knock You Out. All that Just listen to some good LL. Get you some, some uh, hip-hop history, youngsters. Same thing with the Notorious B.I.G. Biggie Smalls. Only made two albums, but the albums made a big impact. I personally think uh, Life After Death was a little overrated by the the critics. But that's just me. And so don't throw your... Before I, before, let me double for you. I start throwing stuff at me. But let's move on. Number three. A Tribe Called Quest. Left my wallet in El Segundo. You could almost say Tyrese left a max contract in Sacramento because that's what he was going to get if he stayed. But he'll—I'm pretty sure the Pacers will gladly uh, <laughs> drop that max deal on him soon enough, whenever he's eligible for it. But interesting story with this song uh, from By Tribe. I read this somewhere. I can't remember where, but the story was that when they made this song, they didn't know that. that there was an actual El Segundo. Like, there's an actual city in California called El Segundo. And I gotta find that story because it's one of the funniest things that they didn't know what they were... that, yeah, that they were uh, talking about a real city. And so... Yeah. It, that, by far, is one of the funniest stories I've ever heard. They did not realize that that was a real place. And if you go look at the video, look how young those dudes looked back then. That was crazy. R.I.P. to Five Dog. No, but that, yeah, that was a, that is just hilarious to me that they weren't even sure. You know, you know, you know, but yeah, that could have been just, you know, a, uh, you know, they say, you know, fable, wives tale, all that stuff. All those funny things, but it's a very fun song. I think if you haven't heard it before, if you're not familiar with it, you'll like it. Like I said, listen to the song, check out the video. 
uh, very and so far my rankings have been very East Coast leaning. So you can't say I don't love the East. But I get to number two, California Love by Tupac, and Cal. You know this is you know Tupac gets out of jail, jumps on this song that was for Dre, and just brings that heat. You know he brought heat to that song. I prefer the uh, the remix, the, the the Roger Troutman one that's more laid back, but. This is a fun song, you know, and I think Tyrese will get love in California. I think Tyrese has love for California. So I think this is going to be, like I said, y'all better stand on your feet and applaud this man. This man was a, in his short time in Sacramento, was a, a made himself a fixture in the community, was a positive person, positive player, loved the people. Y'all make sure y'all show him some love. And finally, my number one song, Kendrick Lamar and Dr. Dre, The Recipe. And I I haven't obviously talked to Tyrese in a while. I remember in Sacramento, he had a girlfriend. He was you know, kind of, you know, stable dude. But of course, this song, The Recipe, touts the women, weed, and weather of California. And I'm pretty sure Tyrese is going to miss the weather for sure uh, around this time of year in California. Even though he's, you know, a Midwest guy. He's not, you know, being in the cold is not new to him. But still, you got to miss that California weather. And he, like I said, he had a girlfriend. When he, you know, I, I haven't checked to see if he's still with the same woman. But I'm not going to suggest that Tyrese is coming out here for the women or the weed. So hopefully Tyrese can enjoy some of the lovely California weather during this road trip with Indiana. And we can have some fun with him. So... That's it, all y'all, you good folks. I'm going to go ahead and bounce out of here. Uh, by the way, congrats to my man, Kenny Carraway, on the birth of his daughter. You got, yo, as they say, when you're, you know, I'm not going to say that, but I was going to make a joke about when guys have daughters, they say that it's because that's God getting them back. But he's got a son and a daughter, so that's not Kenny's issue. If, if a guy has like four or five daughters, no boys, as the old folks say, that man probably did a lot of women dirty. He was probably a playboy, all that stuff. But that ain't Kenny. But congratulations, man. Yo, we'll be back on the J Street vibes after he gets his time with his with his new daughter. Uh, you can catch me on theathletic.com. You can catch me here. You can catch me at my Yes, I'm Watching Wrestling podcast. Me and my son dropped another edition. What I'm going to do is I'm actually going to go in there and update the bio and the info on that. And give you all the history of to why I'm doing the podcast with my son now and why it's significant. So so it'll be about autism awareness, you know, neurodiversity, being inclusive, all those things. So I'll get in all that later. But you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore Jason Jones on Instagram at Mr. Jones LBC. And of course, here on the Rule of the Court podcast. So that's all I got for you. I'll catch y'all later this week. Y'all be good out there. I'm out. Peace.